chapter 35. I want to share with you what has happened. We won't need, we'll just stay just like we are. We'll, we'll be seated here in a moment and our praise singers can be on standby. We're not going to be long. But I do want to share with you from the standpoint of information the situation with Brother Enos. Um, the Lord is in this place. And He has given us His blessed assurance. This past Wednesday, Brother Enos suffered several strokes. And um, was taken to, the, taken to the emergency room, stayed in the hospital until yesterday. And uh, he returned home yesterday, was awaiting surgery. They are going to need to do surgery on his carotid artery. But they need to wait until the trauma from the strokes had subsided. And this morning when he awoke, uh, there was severe, severe confusion. Um, and... Uh, we needed to have him taken back to the hospital. And uh, that happened just a little bit before service this morning, a couple of hours before service. Um, as a family, we decided that I should be here. I was willing to go and be with the family, our family, and, and we have so many capable ministers. But as a family, we all decided that I should be here to preach the word of the Lord this morning. And so the Lord has something for us. I'll be joining the family after service. And uh, we are going to be uh, asking for privacy at this time just because he, it's so desperate that he gets his rest and uh, whatnot. But I want you to know that God is in control. And... There is nothing to fear because the Lord is in control. And we have great confidence in our God. And we have great peace in this matter. And I want every one of you to know that as we pray, let us pray in faith believing. Amen. Because God is in control. His blood has the power. His name is a strong and a mighty tower. And we stand fast in His liberty. We stand fast in His liberty. We stand fast in his liberty. Hallelujah. My first, my first instinct was to be there for my wife and my mother-in-law. And uh, they were quick to say, if dad had any say in this, he'd tell you where he wanted you to be. He'd want you in the pulpit declaring the word. So I'm, I'm going to declare what the Lord put in my spirit for this morning. From Genesis chapter 35, verse 9, God appeared unto Jacob again when he came out of Padanaram and blessed him. And God said unto him, Thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. And God said unto him, I am God Almighty. Hallelujah. I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and the company of nations shall be of thee. 
and kings shall come out of thy loins. And the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac to thee will I give it. And to thy seed after thee will I give the land. And God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. And Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him. Even a pillar of stone. And he poured a drink offering thereon. And he poured oil thereon. And Jacob called the name of the place where God spake with him Bethel. And they journeyed from Bethel. And there was but a little way to come to Ephrath. And Rachel travailed and she had hard labor. And it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. I just want to speak to you for a few moments this morning on the subject, Some Things Need a Name. Some things need a name. Could we go to the Lord together in prayer? Lord, we love you and thank you for your goodness to us. For we are blessed of your presence. We're blessed of your peace. And we thank you that you are the way maker. We thank you that you are the healer of every sickness. That you're the forgiver of every sin. That you're the giver of life, oh God. Hallelujah. That you are life and you are light and you are salvation. And we trust in you and we praise your holy name. And I ask, Lord, for an anointing upon the remainder of this service. Anoint the preaching of the word as it goes forth. Anoint our ears to hear and our hearts to receive, I pray. In the precious and the matchless and the almighty name that is above every name. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. For the sake of time, I'm just going to go right into this message. This is Father's Day, and we're reading about a father. A father who had connection to two great fathers of the Scriptures, Abraham, Isaac. When you heard God speak concerning his identity, he would say, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. These are the patriarchs. That's where this word comes from, patriarch. And... This word patriarch, you've heard lately of the patriarchy. Some have a problem with, with men, considering that men are, believing that men are a challenge or a problem in society. And I will tell you that unregenerated men are a problem. Unregenerated, unregenerated anybody is a problem. Men who do wickedness, that's a problem. Men who do evil, that's a problem. Men who commit iniquity, that's a problem. But I want you to know you were not made for any of that. You were made to be holy before the Lord. You were made in the image of God. You were made to be like Him and to, and to have his, his wisdom and to show His love and to operate at, thusly in His authority. So God made Adam of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the first thing man did was begin naming things. He named the cattle. And with everything that he named, God gave him dominion and authority over that thing that he named. I want you to know that when we name it, we take authority over it. We lay claim to it. This is why parents name their children. 
And nobody else comes in and names the child. But the mother and the father name the child because in doing so, they are identifying that person and they are taking authority so as to guide and direct and instruct them in life. And so naming has to do with authority and dominion. This man by the name of Jacob understood the power of a name. He was given a name when he came forth from his mother's womb. He was holding on to his twin brother's heel. And it struck them as curious and they named him accordingly. They said that he shall be called heel holder or Jacob. It meant supplanter. It meant deceiver. And so Jacob lived with, I'll say, not only that name but with that label. It rested on him and he had to live his life under that under that canopy of being known as a healed holder, a, a supplanter, Jacob. But there was an amazing experience in his life, and he lived up to his name. I want, I want you to know, when you call somebody something, if they believe it, they'll live up to it. Be careful what label you throw on somebody. Don't speak curse, speak blessing. Don't speak death, speak life. Because people will live up to what you label them with. But Jacob lived up to it for the first part of his life. But something happened in his world. Hallelujah. And when, when he reached the low point of his life where it looked like he was going to have a clash with his brother Esau. That would not end well. He went out by himself and just tried to collect his thoughts and maybe talk to the God of his fathers. But while he was out walking by the river Jabbok. There wrestled with him the angel of the Lord all night long until the breaking of the day. Until finally he struck the hollow of Jacob's thigh. And Jacob cried out, but the angel said, let me go. And Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And he said, he said, then, then what is your name? And Jacob said, my name is Heel Holder. My name is Supplanter. My name is Jacob. But the angel of the Lord said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but your name shall be Israel. For as a prince you have prevailed with God and with man. And in that moment, God emphatically changed Jacob's name from what man had placed upon him and gave him a name that God had placed upon him. Jacob understood what it meant to have the proper name. He had been given a name that he lived up to. He became deceitful. But then his name was changed to the will of God for his life. So in this passage of scripture, we see three times where Jacob had to deal with the proper name. The first time that he had to deal with the proper name is in God speaking to him. And saying to him, Jacob, you are no longer Jacob. Your name is Israel. What's interesting about that is that that's not the moment that God changed his name to Israel. God had changed his name to Israel several chapters earlier. But he's still having to step into Jacob's life and shake him by the lapels, if you please. And remind him of the change that occurred some time ago. I'm preaching to people today who need to remember that you are not who you once were. 
And I'm particularly preaching to fathers today because it is within your power to name things. Don't let the devil strip you of your God-called, God-ordained responsibility of opening up your mouth and speaking what thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. You are like Adam. You are to open up your mouth and say, this is that and that is this. Don't let it be vague. Don't let it be a gray area. Don't let it be something where people around you are wishy-washy. Don't let your family not know what you believe. Don't let your children not know if you trust in the Lord or not. Open up your mouth and say it like it is. Hallelujah. Come on, don't, don't, don't praise him on Sunday and then backbite on Monday. Praise him on Sunday and fornicate on Tuesday. Don't praise him on Sunday. Listen, open up your mouth and say, the Lord, he is God. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. The Lord said to the prophet Ezekiel, he said, teach my people the difference between the holy and the profane. They need to know the difference. They need to see it in your life. They need to watch it in your example. And they need to hear it in your words. Say it. Speak it. This is holy. This is profane. This is good. This is evil. This is right. This is wrong. God changed you from who you once were. Don't go back. Can I remind you that when you're baptized in Jesus' name, and if you've not been baptized in Jesus' name, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. It's not enough to be baptized in some of his titles, even those important titles of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but it is necessary to be baptized in his name. His name has the power. His name, hallelujah, has subdued every principality. Be buried with him by baptism into his death taking upon yourself the name hallelujah that is above every name at which every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess you were buried into the name of Jesus don't go back to being who you used to be don't go back to what you used to do you're not Jacob anymore you're Israel God's saying how many times do I have to remind you I brought you out of that darkness I brought you out of that difficulty I lifted you up out of that doubt Hallelujah. It's going to let you know I brought you out. I remind you once again, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made you free and be not entangled again. Be not entangled again. Be not entangled again. If he untangled you, don't get entangled again. He's already taken that knot and untangled it. He's gotten you out of some of the most miserable circumstances. He's lifted you up out of the most confusing situations. Is there anybody in the house of God this morning that remembers when he made a way when there was no way? Hallelujah. Be not entangled again.
Oh, hallelujah. Be not entangled again. He has brought you out. Jacob, you're not Jacob anymore. You're Israel. You're not the deceiver you used to be. You're a prince with God. You're not the liar you used to be. You're a prince with God. You're not the fornicator you used to be. You're a prince with God. Stop returning to the vomit like a dog does. Stop returning to the mire like a pig does. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. I have placed my name on you. Hallelujah. So, so, so when you walk, Israel, walk in the power that God has brought to your life. Don't walk in, in less than what God has done for you. And so that's the first name change that Jacob was so familiar with. God coming back, reminding him. I mean, there are times in the book of Genesis where you literally hear the scriptures say, and Jacob looked down, but Israel said, and it's talking about the same person, but it's describing his twofold nature. The part of him that, that, was, that was earthly, the part of him that was carnal, the part of him that reverted back to before God did the work in his life, could talk, could feel, could sense, and could see. But there was this other part of him, this part of him that God had redeemed, that God had set apart, that God had delivered, that God had brought out. And that part was the part that God wanted to speak up. So you get to decide, are you going to let your old man talk or are you going to let that new man created in Christ Jesus speak? Let the old man die in repentance. Let the old man be buried in the waters of baptism. And be who God called you to be. The second thing that Israel names in this Genesis chapter 35 was the Bible says that he set up a pillar in the place where God talked with him. Even a pillar of stone and poured a drink offering thereon and he poured oil thereon. And Jacob called the name of the place where God spake with him Bethel, the house of God. He called the name of the place where God spoke with him, the house of God. Let me tell you something else that you need to name. Fathers, you need to name it. Mothers, you need to name it. Brothers, you need to name it. Sisters, you need to name it. Everybody in the house needs to get into the habit of naming it. Hear what I'm telling you. You need to name the place where God speaks to you. The house of God. You need to be in the house of God. You don't need to skip out on the house of God. Do you know what you felt this morning when we were saying, I can't even walk without you holding my hand? The mountain is too high. The valley is too wide. Every one of us could relate with that this morning because every one of us are somewhere on that mountain. Every one of us are somewhere in that valley. It was here in the house of God where we were able to hear the gentle whisper of the Holy Ghost again to say I am with you and I will not leave you and I will not forsake you you go a little while without hearing that and you feel it you go a little while without sensing his presence and it starts affecting your family it starts affecting the way you treat your children it starts affecting the way you treat your spouse it starts affecting the way you treat God Name it. 
This is the house of God. Hallelujah. We need to become accustomed to the presence of the Lord, to the house of God. Let your children know it is in the house of God that we hear him speak. When the word of God goes forth, pay attention. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Open up your Bible and follow along. Don't come in expecting to hear some kind of a self-help motivation motivational speech that's going to help you get along better with co-workers no sir no ma'am you're going to hear an eternal word from heaven when you walk into the house of God now you'll get along with your co-workers but it will be through the transformative change of Holy Ghost power hallelujah name it let them know go to the altar go to the altar hallelujah Go to the altar. Go to a place where you can pray, where you can call upon God. I want my children to be fully aware of the altar of the Lord. I want them to know what it means to weep at this altar. I want them to know what it means to lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. I'm going to name it in their life. And you know what? They're going to see me doing it. It's not something I'm just going to tell them to do, but I'm going to tell them and show them. Hallelujah. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I overcome. I overcome through the name of the Lord. Yeah, dad cries in the presence of God. Dad weeps in the presence of God. Dad humbles himself in the presence of God. And he turns from any fleshly way in the presence of God. I want them to know what it's like to open up the word of God and to find their help from the voice of God in the scriptures. I want them to know how to plead the blood of Jesus. I want my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren in Jesus' name to understand that Jesus Christ is the mighty God incarnate. I want them to know where the help comes from. And you better want your children and your descendants to know where their help comes from. And, and, and listen, ladies and gentlemen, and sometimes they may drift away. Sometimes they may veer off the path. But if you named the house of God, if you named the place where God speaks, they'll always know where to come back to. Do you hear what I'm telling you? It doesn't matter if they're in a divorce court. They'll know where their help comes from. Doesn't matter if they're in a bankruptcy court. They'll know where their help comes from. Or in a hospital waiting room. They'll know where their help comes from. Come on, dads. Come on, dads. Come on, men of God. It's time to square our shoulders and say, I will live for the Lord and love my family and lead my family. <laughs> Hallelujah. The devil attacks you because he wants to silence your voice. Because he knows your voice has power. He knows your voice has authority. He knows that when you speak, it steals the enemy and the avenger. He knows that when you speak, it steals the storms. He knows that when you open up your mouth, red seas start to part. When you open up your mouth, the mouth of the lion gets shut. He wants to shut you up so he can do the talking. It's not time to shut up it's time to open up and declare the goodness and the glory of the Lord
I'm going to tell you, I want you to know this, this is where it is. Name it, name it, name it in the name of Jesus. Tree of Life Church, name it. Hallelujah. This is where we worship. This is where we worship collectively. This is where we hear the word of the Lord collectively. It starts at 1030 on Sunday morning, 6 o'clock most Sunday nights, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Name it, name it. This is where the word of the Lord feeds us. And we pray and we overcome and we gain strength. I want you to know, children, that this is where the Lord speaks. Name it. So walk in the name God has given you. And name the place where God speaks. Tell them about it. That's why the Lord said, build a memorial of stones. And when your children walk by, you know why they built that memorial of stones? It wasn't so they could have a cool memorial. They built that memorial of stones specifically in the book of Judges so that when the children would walk by the memorial of stones, that they could look upon it and say, what do these stones mean? And they said, I'm glad you asked because these stones mean the Lord is our deliverer. You need to build memorials around your life. Dad, what do these stones mean? What what does it mean that you get up every Sunday morning and go to the house of God and you're engaged in worship? What does that mean? I'm glad you asked because I'm going to tell you what it means. It means the Lord is our deliverer. Well, Dad, what about this stone? The stone of you getting a tithe envelope and putting 10% in and free will offerings and giving it into the hands of God. I'm glad you asked because it means the Lord is our deliverer. Well, Dad, what does it mean when you go down to the altar and you weep I never see you cry but you're down at the altar weeping before the Lord I'm glad you asked because that stone has a name the Lord is our deliverer hallelujah I will look unto the hills from whence cometh my help my help cometh from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth hallelujah Tell your children about it. We talked about it with Sister Evans today. Thank God for Sister Evans. And the book of Deuteronomy says it doesn't say to just talk about it when you send your children to hear Sister Evans or Brother Duvall teach them. But he said talk about it when you're sitting in your house. Hallelujah. Prepare their hearts. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. When, when, when Anna was five years old, she went with me to Urbana, Illinois. And we drove there and... And uh, on the way there, the Holy Ghost moved on me. She was five years old. And we were, I was preaching there Friday night, Saturday morning, and Sunday morning. And, and on the way there, I started to tell her about the miracles of her family. I began to explain to her that her great-grandfather brought the gospel of Jesus Christ to Persia and then into Russia, stood before firing squads, but spoke in other tongues and, and, and in fluent Russian said, there's an army of angels ready to slay you on the spot if you attack God's messenger. And those soldiers ran off and God delivered him from what he called radical Mohammedans. And, and, and he was delivered and the people of God were delivered. And, and he came back to America and preached and people received the Holy Ghost. And he baptized whole congregations in Jesus' name. And I, I told about my grandparents when they were in a plane, the plane's engines went out. And they were, the, the, the plane was on a, a, a decline, a, a, a going into, about going into a nosedive. And my grandmother shouted to the top of her lungs, Jesus! 
And those dead engines fired back up. And that old airplane. I, we talked for four straight hours of the miracles of God and the goodness of the Lord. And I told her about when, when the man fell out dead in the middle of the, of the aisle in Memphis, Tennessee. And my father went back. And for 30 minutes they tried the paramedics to resuscitate him with no, no luck. But my father said, I'm going to pray one more time. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, raise this body from the dead. And he rose from the dead right in the middle of the church house and lived seven more years. I was talking about the goodness of God because I'm naming it. I wanted to know when you're in trouble, call on Jesus. He will answer prayer. I wanted to know when you're up against a struggle and you don't know what to do, plead the blood of Jesus. We have a friend in Jesus and we can place our cares upon him because he cares for us. Come on, tell the story. Tell the story. Tell the story. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But what's amazing, what's amazing is she was five years old. We finished in Urbana, Illinois on Sunday morning. We drove all the way back to Kokomo, Indiana for Sunday night. Walked into the service on Sunday night. Brother Ray and Sister Karen Perry were preaching a Holy Ghost crusade service. And while they were praying for people to receive the Holy Ghost, somebody tapped me on the shoulder and they said, Come see, Anna is receiving the Holy Ghost. And I walked over and there she sat with her mother and her Oma. And she was speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God. Tell the story. Tell him God is good. Tell him God is great. Tell him he is holy. Tell him he has redeemed us. So walk in the name God has given you. The name of Jesus. And name the place where God speaks. His house. His altar. His word. A walk with him. And thirdly. And finally. The Bible says that Rachel was giving birth to their second child. And she was in hard labor. And the unthinkable happened. In this unthinkable moment, in this hard labor, her soul was departing from her body. For she died. And while her soul was departing from her body, and that second child of Rachel came forth into the world her mind was so consumed with the pain the physical emotional pain the sorrow that she had just endured and she just breathed out a name for this child and she said his name shall be called Benoni the son of my sorrow the women had named all of Jacob's children. Leah named all the children that she brought forth. Rachel named Joseph. The handmaids named all of the children that they brought forth. But the last son was given the wrong name. 
He was named according to the difficulty of current circumstances. Don't ever name your children after the difficulty of your current circumstances. Don't ever name your circumstances after the difficulty of what currently surrounds you. And there Rachel, consumed with sorrow, said his name is Benoni. He is the son of my sorrow as her soul was departing. But Jacob, instead of standing off in the corner and saying, well, that's what she named it. That's what it's got to be, I guess. And instead of Jacob saying, well, they, every one of the other children have been named by the mother. So, so I guess I don't have a say. Yes, you do have a say. It's time to open up your mouth. It's time to do what God called you to do. Don't sit back and let something go awry. Don't sit back and let something veer off track. Stand up, man of God. Stand up, father. Stand up, dad. Walk over to that baby. Pick that baby of destiny, that baby of divine providence up and lift him before the Lord and say, his name shall be called Benjamin. The son of my right hand or the son of power. Hallelujah. Come on, Jacob. I know it's a stressful time. You're as sad as Rachel is. Here he's watching his beloved Rachel pass off the scene. Her soul is in departing. But don't let your sorrow, hallelujah, compromise your judgment. Step into your role. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. Don't let it compromise your faith in God. Don't let it compromise your trust that God has everything under control. Step into those circumstances and say, no, this is a sign that the Lord has power. This is a sign that the Lord is with us. This is a sign that everything, everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. I want somebody to lift up your hands right now in the house of the Lord and give God praise. Come on, lift up your hands right now in the house of the Lord and give God praise. Come on, the Holy Ghost is doing a work right now. The Holy Ghost is doing a work right now. The Holy Ghost is doing a work right now. Hallelujah. 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 My family, my family is going through a difficult season right now. Difficult circumstances right now. The enemy came in like a flood this week and attacked our dear father and father-in-law. But I want you to know we're putting a name on it before the devil can put a name on it. We call it victory. We call it deliverance. We call it healing. We call it miracle. We call it power. We call it glory. We call it God is great and greatly to be praised. We call he sits high. He is the most high. He is high and lifted up. Come on, I want everybody who's facing something in your life to lift up your hands and lift up your voice and declare the name of God over your circumstances. Woo! 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want somebody right now to step out of your seat. Wave your hands. Do whatever you feel like doing right now in the Holy Ghost. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, I need some victory believers right now. Come on, in the name that's above every name. Come on, wave your hands, clap your hands, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Lift high the name of Jesus Christ. Give him praise. Give him glory. He is worthy. He is worthy. Come on, that's it. That's it. Come on, dads. Come on, moms. Let's step out into these circumstances and say, God has changed my name. I'm not the same doubter that I used to be. I don't fear like I used to fear. The Lord is with me. He will fight my battles. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Walk in the power. Walk in the liberty. Walk in the glory that God has brought to your life. Promise keeper. Keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who. 